0: From the
1: Crap Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff.
0: Hey. hey. What's up, Wells? Oh, you know, same shit, different day. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Wells. Oh, God. <laughs> Far from it.
1: <laughs> I don't think you want me doing any sort of health care. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, so, anybody been up to anything since we last recorded? All a <coughs> whopping
2: week ago? Well, I, uh, I went on a, a business trip, an overnighter, up in the Baltimore area. All right. And, um, you know, there are those times that we complain about our local beer scene. Uh, we don't have it bad. We don't no, we, don't we don't. have it bad.
1: Um, we don't at all. You know,
2: Maryland is one of those states where you have to go to a liquor store to buy beer. Um, so, uh, you know, like I get to the hotel and I've got probably four to five hours to kill. So I'm like, all right, I'll go maybe... Run up the road and, and see what's, you know, pop into the Google Maps, craft beer near me. And it's like, oh, there's a Wegmans. I'm like, oh, cool. I like Wegmans. I've been to, like, two ever. This will be fun. And I walk in and I'm like, oh, they're, they've got all their, like, O'Duls and Bud Zero out. That's, that's weird. Walk the whole store. Can't find the, the alcohol section. Walk the whole store again. And suddenly, like, it all starts to click. Like, they have three different beers at the Wegmans. They're all non-alcoholic. Cool, 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 cool. Then you quickly realized, hey, Ugh. I can't buy beer here. Right, 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 right. So then I looked for a liquor store, found one that was, you know, right in this little complex, shot over there. And, um, you know, there was, was a whole lot of stuff that I hadn't seen before, a whole lot of stuff wasn't really w- wanting to take a risk on. Um, but good grief, their stuff was out of date.
1: Like how bad?
2: Nine months. Yikes! Yeah, I mean, like I would see something and I'd be like, "Oh, this this could be no, 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 no." Seven months, nine months, eight months, six months—like just ridiculous. Like nobody's buying the beer there. I guess I, I don't know. They're not moving through product. I did find, uh, and I, I texted the boys, and they were upset with me a little bit, but did find the Wake Up Worldwide Stout, and I'm like, "Screw it! I'm doing this." How and bad? Not bad taste-wise, cost-wise, ten how bad bucks. Was- Really, ten bucks for a twelve ounce bottle? Okay, wow, so that's
0: to be expected.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I was completely comfortable with that. Yeah, not a problem with it at all. You know, I and it was
0: it was really good.
2: Honestly, maybe one of my favorite worldwide stout variants. Huh? Now, I also kind of wonder if they've changed the formula a little bit because it was a little thicker than I'm used to with World West Stout.
1: And I was going to say, for those that don't know, what is in the Wake Up versus like
2: it has like coffee and. Vanilla cinnamon. and a little bit of cinnamon,
1: and so it's not just the standard. Yeah, it, but worldwide
2: and some and supposedly some maple though. I wasn't getting a ton of maple, so I imagine it's like the you know everybody has their French toast slash pancake slash whatever, and it's similar to that. But I, uh, yeah, it was real good. It was real good. But uh, yeah. are they
1: still green cap in that one?
2: Y- yeah. Okay. Yellow or yellow? The, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. That and one twenty, the only like there was a. Um, a link floating around. I don't think we talked about it because it didn't make any sense to talk about on the show, but it was like somebody had compiled or basically had scraped all of the release calendars from breweries across
1: the U (laughs) S yeah. I saw that. (laughs) And
2: 120 and worldwide stout are the only things dogfish is making that come with the warning cap.
0: (laughs) Ooh. Yeah.
2: So, you know, it's kind of a bummer when, you know, I used to know them for a lot of other big beers like fruitful fort and, um, Extra. extra. Yep both excellent beers but uh yeah not no more i still have uh, uh,
0: two bottles of the extra Uh nice yep nice you got a regular
2: and then an extra no i have uh, uh, two
0: different years
2: (laughs) so yeah i mean other than that it was just like well i guess i'll have a yingling like this is my best option it was Mm. it was real sad it was a real sucks yeah it was a real sad beer trip i ended up at the uh uh, the airport then, you know, three hours early, you know, with time to kill. Cause I was like, well, I guess I'd rather go and sit at the airport and plug in and charge up rather than, uh, wander around Maryland. Fair enough. Um, it's real close to the Washington commander stadium though. That was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) I went to the airport and it's like, well, let's see. Uh, so, uh, I'm walking through looking, you know, just killing time, walking through the, the, um, wings of the airport and uh, i'm like oh i see a there's a tap room up coming up here i'm like okay i'm excited i'm excited and then as i kind of start to turn the corner and i get to see the rest of the logo flying dog flying dog i I nailed it son of a all right so stop turn around go back the other way found a little mexican restaurant next to where my uh, uh gate was and i mean they had macro flying dog and then loose cannon ipa from uh what's her face heavy seas, uh, heavy heavy seas. seas. and yeah. i was like i haven't had one of those in forever so i'm like i'll take one of those and she pours me like a 22 ounce i'm like okay cool birthday pour <laughs> and i'm like all right so you know we're, we're good well i mean it was like a dollar more for the bigger you know yeah uh, so i was plenty happy with that I had a second one before i got on my flight and it was all you know like that? That was that was about all I had going for me.
1: Well, know? I di- didn't see you on social media like old white guy freaks out at airport gate. So that's <laughs> right. a, that's a good sign.
2: <laughs> right, right. I didn't get arrested or anything. But yeah, else. other than that, yeah, it's been um, it's been, that's been kind of the the most that I've been doing. But then again, I was I haven't traveled for business in. Six years, yeah. so I kind of like played it low key this last weekend just to prepare.
1: Good idea. So. Uh, well, you do anything? I'm pretty sure you didn't because I know where you were Saturday, so nope. Okay, all right. So, uh, we don't really have show notes in this one, mm. we just kind of thought we'd do a little bit of freeform talking about the beers that made us, I guess, if you want to say it that way. So that being said, you mean like
2: the ones that literally made my gut because yeah. it's going to be a while. Oh yeah, God, I got quite a few.
1: I could talk about that forever. Um, with that being said, just due to time travel, wimpy w- wibbly wobbly stuff. Uh, if any breaking news comes out over the next three weeks, you won't hear about it from us until I am back in the country because uh, I will be out of the country. Can't say where I'm going yet, but we'll be out of the country in a week so oh, i know where you're going yeah you guys know where i'm going i know i do not actually i've been
0: the, pronouncing the, it funny for a while you have been
1: you can you can pronounce it funny when uh, i get back and we can publicly say where i'm going
0: or where you've been or where i've
1: been and
2: where did you come from cotton eye joe
0: i've been married a long time ago i was married a long time ago
1: so uh beers that, All right, so beers beers that made us. Unfortunately, Jeff poo-pooed the idea of we were going to actually bring on the beers Ugh. that made us. I mean, look, I said y'all can do what you want. Not going to do it. Fair. I, I'm not, you know, because... <sighs>
2: Just not.
1: No, I get it because, you know, I the more I thought about it, like, outside of one that isn't a macro, like, I'd have to buy a bunch of this macro stuff and... Yeah. I probably couldn't find it in a single, so I'd have yep. to buy a minimum of a six pack yeah, of I, it. And... I
2: love the idea. I'm happy to talk about it. I'm unwilling to drop forty to fifty dollars for a gimmick. Fair enough. It's not. It's not that good of an idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. That's true. So, but I don't
2: know. For me, um, I don't use. We go like one at a time. You want know, to do like a top
1: ten style? Sure. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I don't. I don't think I really have any idea for this. So, all
2: right. Well, we just go around and. Take turns telling stories, I guess, uh, which is probably going to make this one of the, either the favorite shows of all time, for or you, everybody's going to hate it. Um, but you know, like for me, when when I got to college, um, one of the first ones that I got into. Okay, so. Being in college and not having access to beer myself, I became enamored with any beer that I could get my hands on mm-hmm. with whatever my friend was drinking. Yeah. Um, and so, like, one of the first ones that I got into was, uh, what was it J.W. Dundee's Honey Brown? Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I was like, man, I, I haven't heard that in forever. I, yeah, no telling if they even make that, you know, but it was just one of those, like, I had access to it. It was there, went great with pizza, you know, like, it was just a fun, um, <laughs> You know, in, in an easier time when I didn't have worries.
1: Right. Well,
0: well, uh, oh boy, I guess I got started early, young, whatever. I, I wasn't a big beer drinker in college, but I do remember walking through the parking lot at my first fish show, and there were just people vending out like this, that, and the other. And here I was, 17 year old me was able to score a bottle of Budweiser. And then this weird looking bottle of Sam Smith's Nut Brown. Oh, okay. So that's like, those were kind of like the go to beers for fish in the late 90s on lot. Uh, Just, I don't know. Now, like, I can find a Petty Topper, like, just so easily. Yeah. Which is just kind of how the style has, you know, the lot scene has changed over the years. But, like, holy cow, man, I, I just bought it for the bottle, but I'd never, like, had a brown ale before. So I kind of like filed that away. I went through college. I didn't drink beer. That was a liquor, whatever. So it took me a long time to like get into, get into beer. Gotcha.
1: So the first of the minis that I can remember, um, used to live in an apartment complex. Like it was a little quad, I guess, if you want to call it, uh, and the upstairs neighbor used to work at the liquor store in town. And so he always had beer, like not macro beer like had back then, you know, beer. And the first one I can ever remember him actually kind of turning me on to was rolling rock from way back in the day. And, you know, before, before they got purchased by AB and everything else. And he was like, you know, Hey, I see you drink bud and all this stuff. You always come in and buy it. he's like, you need to buy this and try it. Right. And I'm like, okay. And so I, you know, of course snagged it. Uh At the time, didn't know any better, because for those of you that don't know, Rolling Rock used to come in green labels, green bottles. So they were skunked immediately. Oh, yeah. But when you're young, you don't know. You don't know any better. You just
2: assume that's just part of the flavor. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I just assumed, okay, this is how this tastes. This tastes different than a Bud or a Miller or a Coors. Um, And it started to open me up. And what's funny is that that little... And I think it was still there. I remember seeing it when I went back for the kiddo's graduation. Um, the little liquor store that was, I don't know, a couple miles from my house is really kind of where I got started in in my beer journey because that will be the spot that I continue to go back to as we kind of talk about some of this other stuff. Yeah. And eventually would start to branch out on my own. Like I think he stopped working there or something like that. And so I, I didn't get my cool discount anymore, but I was still interested enough in going, Okay, well, I like this. Now I'm going to try this. So, so my
2: ro- <clears throat> my rolling rock story. <laughs> uh, g- uh, junior year, living on campus, and um, had had my own room, and had brought up uh, a couch and a love seat, you know, because I didn't have a roommate, and uh, we had. Had a Nintendo sixty four on the TV, and we'd have Mario Kart tournaments and all oh, of this. Nice. And so, like people, like my room became a place where people come hang out. Yeah, because it's not the lounge, you know. Right. And Mario Kart and whatever. So you know, we're all like sitting on the couches, hanging out. And uh, one of the freshmen, um, Steve, <laughs> he had uh, he had acquired some Rolling Rock and needed a place to uh, store it. Yeah. And I had a mm-hmm. fridge in my room. So yep. I gladly obliged, but then sometimes some of them kind of snuck their way out and mostly when he was around, you know, but, uh, I, you know, like it was always hilarious when, uh, we'd all be, you know, playing Mario Kart, getting a little rowdy, we're all drinking and then, uh, <laughs> knock on the door and our, uh, our RA, uh, who was a friend of ours anyway, would come in and be like, Hey, what's happening? We'd all like. Simultaneously, like, stick our bottle in the Heidi spots. (laughs) Yeah. And like, nothing, nothing's going on. We're just playing some Mario cards. Like, oh, oh, can I get next? And we're all like, "Uh, yeah, it'll be like 20 minutes, I think. uh, But we'll give you a shout. And he's like, oh, okay, wink. I'll catch you all later.
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) what's funny is I had, I was just curious. So I looked it up. Um, Rolling Rock, even back then when you and I were drinking it, was technically considered craft. Because they weren't owned by AB yet. They were still just a small mom and prop brewery all the way up until 2006.
2: Yeah. And I want to say they even advertised, and that was
1: part of the appeal. Like, they were somebody advertising beer that wasn't Budweiser. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Wells, did you ever have any experience with Rolling Rock, or was that past your... Uh, or, I mean, I'm car- I'd have to assume that it was here, because Jeff and I could get it in Indiana and Kansas. So. It was here. Okay.
0: Yeah, I had a Rolling Rock in 97. Okay. But that was, like, at a summer camp, like, <laughs> okay. end, of, end of summer camp party. Gotcha. That, like, some nice counselors took pity on me. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, what I was getting ready to leave the next day, it was fine. Yeah. Everybody was good.
1: So, was not one that I, that I assumed then that you ever kind of went back to? Because I did. Um, I guess... In my mind, there's three others that I'll talk about, but that is probably one of my gateway beers of me getting away from what was the old standard of me typically grabbing a 12-pack of Miller because that's what I would go to uh, if I felt really fancy, I'd buy the High Life because, you know. Right. The champagne of beer. The champagne of beers. Yeah. Now, I, uh, I, I never really got
2: huge into Miller and MGD and all of that um
1: oh yeah pbr was another big one for me.
2: i never really did pbr Um, we we got uh that was
1: my bad i'm not in college beer yet (laughs) yeah after uh, a bad boy
2: after getting married we would go out you know dual income no kids apartments you know no real responsibilities we were both working and i was still doing school and so we had money and what do you do and those kind of cases you go out to eat yep all the damn time yep and we would go out. There's a couple of different spots in, in Bloomington we'd go to. And we would get a picture of Killian's Red. Oh, okay. And uh, that was our go-to for a long time. Okay.
1: Um, Which is I, one that, honestly, I think I've had maybe twice. Just That was one that I would, I would drink and
2: turn my nose up at everybody else drinking Bud Light and Coors Light. Right. I'm like, oh, you, you uncultured swine. So you oh. were an
0: elitist before. It was cool.
2: Well, I mean, you know, always. But... Uh, and I'm sure Killian's is, like, is owned by AB Bev or something, too. So it's not like... Oh, it is
1: now, but yeah. I'm curious as to back... Oh, okay. I'll, I'll look while you're talking. Yeah.
2: But, I, you know, like that was the
1: thing, you know, especially
2: when the weather was nice, you go someplace, you know, again, going and sitting out on a patio, sharing a pitcher of beer. You know, you kind of do the same stuff today in Charlotte, but not so much the pitcher. Like, there's not... I don't I don't see that being as big of a draw. I'm sure there are places that still do it.
0: Oh, what? You don't go to Sycamore on the weekends?
2: Uh, or, or ever, for that
0: matter. I mean... Take a picture. It'll last longer.
2: Uh-huh. No, then I'd probably get accused of being a creeper because of how... The- oh, picture, not picture. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <sighs> Why, did the- what? Why does Sycamore always show up in slash R slash y wear anything?
0: <laughs> Wells, what about you? What's your next one? Oh, boy. So... I took like a couple of years hiatus. Again, college, didn't drink much. Uh, outside of college, like it was Blue Moon, Blue Star, and um, High Life buckets, you know, if I was feeling it. But I specifically remember going to a friend's house. We we're going to a concert like later on that night. And he's like, check out this bottle of beer I like bought at the store this afternoon. It's got hazelnuts in it. Uh oh. And I'm like, oh snap, hazelnut, rogue hazelnut brown. And uh, that thing absolutely blew my mind, and we, like, ran through that bomber of it before I even knew what the heck was going on. That's and I wanted more. Yeah. Like, I haven't been that hooked by a beer, like, ever, really. It, it's just, like, beer was kind of a means to an end, and this is like, oh, no, I, I could, like, I could get down on some beer. Here's, like, 21-year-old me just, like... Okay, cool. So we go out to this concert like later on that night, and I'm finally like looking around and looking to see what's on tap. Because typically it's like, well, it's not Blue Moon. It, I'm going to splurge and do a, a Corona or a Heineken or <laughs> right. something. Because like, import, <clears throat> yeah, import. import meant fancy, right? Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> bam. There it was, gorgeous as hell, the hazelnut brown tap handle. I'm like, I want one of those. And then one turned into four, and... It was off to the races from there, man.
1: What about you? What's next? I would say that's interesting because that's a beer that I didn't get into for a very long time. Like, <clears throat> I was well into my late 20s before I ever even considered that one. Um, really quick, I looked up Killian's. 96 is when Coors bought them. So, yeah.
2: So so they were macro when I was drinking them. They, yeah. They were, yeah. yeah. Which makes total sense. Absolute sense. So many, like... I'd love to say that I don't have this elitist streak in my personality, but I mean, we all kind of do at some point. or Oh another. yeah, absolutely. Especially early in our beer journeys. Oh, God,
1: it's- I used to have a fucking Twitter handle, Josh, this beer snob. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. That was obnoxious. <laughs> that was obnoxious
2: or you were obnoxious. Both.
1: Yes. Both. Yes. Both. Absolutely both. Uh, so my number two that really kind of stood out. So again, uh, hanging out with the the guy that works at the liquor store. We're just kind of sharing some beers and he passes me this brown thing and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it was Newcastle. And for the first time in my life, I tried a Newcastle and I was like, this oh. is wildly different than all of the lagers that I've ever drank before in my life. What <laughs> is this? Right? This is unique. Um, and so immediately the next day, because that was a Friday night, Saturday, I'm in the liquor store. I pick up my first 12 pack of newcastle because again it's brown it's imported it's fancy uh don't know anybody and don't get me wrong it's not like newcastle's a bad beer never has been but uh, well i don't know according to what they say now it's been reformulated who knows i don't know i haven't tried it in years but you like
0: american hops buddy
1: um not in my brown nails i don't but that was a real jumping off point of there are other beer styles out here than this pissy, yellow-looking water stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really realize it back then, because I just assumed that was all beer. Yeah. So didn't know any better.
2: Yeah, I mean, I went through a phase, like, post-college where, you know, we were, I'm not going to say poor, we were not. Um, but we were, the budget was very tight. Yes. And tight, so, tight, 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 tight. you know, drinking became a what's the most on sale? You know, what can I get the biggest bang for my buck? But I'm not willing to go to like Keystone levels. Yes.
1: You know, it's not PBR time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like when the macros were on sale, that's what I'm, you know, and then we got into Bud Light. And then remember there for it seemed like, I don't know, five or eight years, every, every Super Bowl Bud had some new Bud Light. Bud Light Lime, Bud Light Golden Wheat, Bud Light Select, but yep. you know, and man, again, suckers for advertising. We 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 drank them all, um, but Golden Wheat was one that oddly enough, like, was decent. Yeah, no, I least get at it at the time. You yeah, know? totally get
1: it. Um, yeah, that was our cheap phase, man. We 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 drank some cheap beer. Well, actually, that brings up a good point that we could probably spin off of of. What even today do you drink that is cheap? Because I can tell you, Jenny, if I am like desperate and I'm not that desperate anymore, but if I was ever desperate, like the 30 pack of Jenny's that you can get at Harris Teeter are dirt fucking cheap. They're like 15, 20 bucks for a 30 pack. It's bad beer, but it's cheap. I kind of feel like I got to
2: a point where I was more and I was trying to think of this a little bit ago, but like. I got to that that stage of quality over quantity.
1: Yes, which I'm totally there too.
2: I'm I'm fine. Like even if I really want some beer, and like I'd rather buy a four pack and just pace myself. Yep. You know,
1: or like I'm just like my low bar now, and I I know it's sad to say because it's not a low bar, but if I don't want to spend a ton of money, it's Sierra.
2: Oh yeah, for I sure.
1: I know I'm going to get a good quality product, and I'm not going to spend an arm and
0: a leg on it. Yeah, and plus I don't have to like, ugh, like I don't I don't have to worry about quality. Is that out of date? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean no. I
1: mean dates you do. I will not lie to you. Dates you still have to worry yeah, that's about. Uh, that's especially at, bi- at big boxes, yeah, but I still know that it's not going to be wildly out of date, and I know that it's going to be a good quality product.
2: Yeah, but then I feel like we hit that. I hit a stage in my beer journey where so I, I I met Scott I don't think you guys haven't met Scott but you've heard me talk about him and you know he lives in Spokane or whatever yeah and, and being from the kind of originally from the Seattle area um, he would get Pyramid Hefeweizen shipped in oh word and we started hanging out with his family and like give me a Pyramid with a, a slice of lemon in it you know I, man I, w- I was in heaven that was, now that was high society because it was oh, yeah. like, it was r- rare beer, if you will. Like, yeah. you know, you couldn't get it in Indiana. Oh yeah, no, it absolutely had to get not. It shipped in, you know, like that was a big deal. But man, we did Hefts for a long time because of that beer.
1: Okay. Yes. You're another beer? Like, oh, anything so, sticking out in
0: your head? Because I've got two more for sure. So like, I'm rolling through Rogue Hazelnut Brown like it's my business. And the place across the street from that music venue that I had, like my, my first tip, also carried Hazelnut Brown. Um, Are these music venues here in Charlotte or elsewhere? Uh, this one's a former, mu- well, one of them's a former music venue in Charlotte. Uh, I think there's like a AAA, it's off Montford over next door to the old or Taco Bell. Okay. So, but this other place across the street, Moosehead. Okay. So I was going to Moosehead and like drinking hazelnut brown till one day they're like, we don't have hazelnut brown. Okay. What do you mean? It's like, well, we have Brooklyn Brown or we have a Highland Gaelic. So then it was like, okay, cool. I get to like discover a new, new brown ale and then like a hoppy Amber. But at the same time, going back to the music venue, because I went there like every other week, uh, what's this beer called dog fish head? (laughs) So nice. Are there dogs and fish heads in it? I guess, but it was 60 minute IPA and then they would trade (laughs) it out the 60 minute with shelter pale ale, which I thought was fantastic. So then it's weird. I went from like one craft brewery that I was like just exclusive. Well, one craft beer really for like six months. And then suddenly it's like six Right? And that was that was huge for me. Yeah. And then, then the obsession started.
1: So, actually, that does bounce another idea off of my head, spec- specifically for Jeff and I, because we kind of moved here around the same time. I think I might have been here a couple of years before you. 2011? Yeah, so I was here 2010. So, no, 29. 2009. So, I was a couple of years ahead of you, but <clears throat> once you moved here, because we both are from a you know, generalized area in the United States. Did you have the same experience I did of who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? And then, of course, having to try this stuff that I didn't see in Kansas.
2: Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, uh, about the time that we were going through our pyramid phase, um, we started hanging out with some folks and we were doing kind of like what you would call today, like a, a beer share, uh-huh. you know, the idea was we were all interested in beer and everybody was from different places of the country. And so everybody would bring beer that they were interested in, you know, bring a six pack and some food and the kids were all relatively the same age. So it was, an ex- you know, it was like an excuse. excuse yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, like drinking all kinds of interesting things like purple haze, for example. Like, oh, that's know, another one, man. Purple Haze and, and uh, Pete's Wicked. Yep. Well, yeah. Did some Pete's Wicked ales. Um, uh, shoot. Uh, Avery stuff. You know, somebody brought a sour one time and everybody freaked out, like, <laughs> you yeah. know, but not in a good way. Yeah. yeah. What know? the fuck is this? Yeah. Somebody brought a, a, a 10% uh, Belgian one time and Ooh. it was a, like a, a cherry wheat and didn't taste like it was strong at all. And. <laughs> Yeah, about twenty minutes later, tainted love comes on. The girls are dancing on the table like it was, it was high, <laughs> high comedy. Uh, but you know, like I, I considered myself like at that point, like I'm this cultured beer guy now. So
1: that that's was that's kind of what are where I wanted to go with this is when you moved here. Did you feel like you already had a solid beer knowledge?
2: Yes. Okay. Uh, and and never have I been so wrong because you know here I was this guy that had tried all these different beers and uh, mm-hmm. um that was it was pre buyout but goose island had those um like matilda or whatever's mm-hmm. uh oh know, yeah, yeah people would bring those you the know sisters. as something specials yeah the sisters you know but like primarily what was in our fridge on the regular was either bud light lime or lightning kugel summer shandy Ah, okay. oh, oh dear lord have we drank a lot of that beer and my heart was broken in tween when i, I did the realization of like wait a second I was up in, in Wisconsin for work, and I'm like, why is Kugels everywhere around here? Well, they must be close by. And I go, <laughs> and I look it up on the internet and go, son of a bitch.
1: <sighs> Alas. Alas. All right. So my my other one... <clears throat> oh, well, I've got two left. Um, one of them, of course, was Blue Moon, being so close to Colorado. Um, oh, yeah. That, that shit was everywhere when yep. you hit 21, and you would see... the this weird looking beer that kind of looked like some of the stuff that you were used to seeing, but it was like, you couldn't see through it. Like right. what is what is this? Yeah. This is different. This is weird. It's not how this is supposed to be. <laughs> and then from that, of course, um, that's when Boulevard wheat got introduced into my life because bartender was smart enough to say, Oh, Hey, you like a beer that looks like this, even though they taste wildly different, but you know, the beer looks the same, right? So you should probably like this unfiltered wheat as much. And of course I did. Uh, which you know started my boulevard journey way back in the day but um, those two beers especially blue moon um, i drank the shit out of blue moon
2: yeah i went through a lot of
1: blue moon i really did i drank way more than i probably ever should have but i didn't know back then i thought it was a local colorado thing and we just have you know You go like, for the
2: hype, like all of us did. Do dude,
1: you know, I like, was three hours away from Colorado, so at right. the end of the day I'm like, of course it makes sense that it's here, right? I'm three hours away from the border. Right. Why wouldn't it be here? I didn't know any better. Right.
2: My little hometown's <laughs> a big enough city. It should definitely get yeah, all the
1: Exactly.
2: We get boulevard here, damn it. No, we um uh one of the first times we visited this area before moving here, um we are staying with my aunt and uncle up in the kind of like Concord, Kannapolis area. And <clears throat> we were just kind of driving around one day just to get out of the house. We were looking for some place to go have dinner as a family. And we run into the Duckworths up there in, um, it's not Mooresville, but, you know, it's up in that general area. No, yeah,
0: there's one in Mooresville.
2: Is it Mooresville? Okay. they right. have one, one all the there. way up there. Damn.
0: Northville was was the first one. Yeah, I was say
2: yeah. It was like like one of the original ones, right? Because when I walk in and I'm and I see all these tap handles across the ceiling, and I'm like, "Holy cow, this is this is beer heaven." But I'm not drinking tonight. And and you know, so whatever. Long story short, we end up that became like we we had such a good time there. We that ended up being our like almost weekly thing. I joke that I I went through and I looked at my uh, my checking account one time, and over the course of like. Right at about two years, we were there about every ten days on average.
1: Cause didn't wasn't that the first time you and I really hung mm-hmm. out? Was it wasn't the one up at Mooresville, it was the one that was in um Park Ballantyne.
2: Yeah, probably. Because I was there a lot.
1: Okay. And because um, I know that you and I and a couple of other guys from work, we all went out one night and got to talk and beer, and that's kind of what started the evolution of the show, to be hundred percent honest.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think that, you know. I mean, hell, I remember being at I remember being there one time because I the, the move was we would go and we would get and when the kids were small we would get the plate of chicken fajita nachos it was like thirteen dollars chicken. Chicken and I would get a flight and we get a diet coke and we're out of there for like twenty four dollars like good that's luck not, that's yeah. not bad that's not bad right and it was and like everybody walked away happy yeah and. I, you know that's where I started. To your point of you know you get overwhelmed and all the things and I'm trying everything and I kind of fell in love with Terrapin's Hops Um yeah. I remember when it wasn't Chris Harker, but it was one of the other Chris's from Triple C was walking around giving samples of at the time the smoked amber before it became Girlfriend. Oh, okay. Um, like I, you know like that was a that was a pretty big stepping stone for me just to get to try stuff and figure out what i liked and what i didn't like
1: yeah because uh, i mean i don't obviously because it's been years i don't remember exactly the precipice of how it all started but somehow because jeff and i used to work at the same company um, worked in the same building somehow through a co-worker i was talking beer and they were like oh you should meet this guy he likes beer too and I don't know how it all happened. It
2: just got to be, like, for you especially, it has to be one of the worst things to hear from somebody. Oh, good, I've got to go talk to some other schmuck Yeah, who that thinks I, they know
1: something about beer. The, Would your mom get you a pewter for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> Hackers. But, but <laughs> I, I got it. But I, somehow, because I remember who went with us, I just don't want to say their names, but you and I... Um, Decided, you know what, fuck it, let's let's go to Duckworth and let's drink some beers and then just kind of sitting there shooting the shit with you and and starting to see that okay, he he knows what he's talking about. Like and Which is hilarious to show how little you knew at the time. Oh, 100 percent
2: I knew Jack's shit, right? Yeah, like same, I mean, like, same. and even then, like I would still argue that as of today, <clears throat> I feel like it's if you're if you're if you've ever been into like going back to computers and PCs and all that kind of stuff, and especially Windows, you may have hit a point where you kind of felt like you had a pretty good handle on all of it. Yep. Especially if it was a hobby of yours. And then everything changed. Yep. And now I'm just like, I, I can't even keep up. The beer industry is the same way. There was a point in time where I kind of felt like I had my finger on knowing a little bit about everything. Yeah, and the now, pulse of it. Yeah, there's so much out there, It's you can't keep up with it.
1: Yeah. All right, Wells, since you are not a transport, yeah. first Charlotte Brewery beer you ever tried? Really? Yeah. Because there was one, right? It was Four Friends, right? No, it was Old Mecklenburg. Okay. Like a year. Well, wasn't Four Friends friends technically before? Uh, OMB?
0: Four Friends may have, they always said established in like whatever year, Uh but they didn't actually brew anything until OMB had been out. Oh, really? That that
2: Kickstarter was still going at the time, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Fair fair enough. enough. Uh, Okay. I, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah. So, I, my, me and my friend Melissa were the first paying customers in the door um, at OMB. So, so, there's my claim to fame. What made you decide to do that? I'm just curious. Like, What, to go to a brewery? Yeah. Charlotte like, had never had a brewery before. And yeah. We both had the day off. I mean, were <laughs> you into beer enough back then to say, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know. I'd been in the beer at that point. Were you already working at Old Hickory by that point? No. I, okay. I worked at Old Mecklenburg before. Oh, okay. I, I okay. started Old Hickory. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, you were just into beard tangentially, basically? I, at the time, had lost, not lost, I was working for a, a political based whatever, and the election happened in November, and I found two part time jobs that made a full time job, if you will, but one of them kind of sunsetted, so I had some extra time, so she and I were like, hanging out and like drinking coffee at uh, Barnes and Noble of all places. And, uh, was like, Hey, there's a brewery opening up this afternoon. Let's go, let's go check it out. So we drove over to the brand new opened, um, old Mecklenburg brewery, which is now sugar Creek. And they only had two beers on tap and I didn't really have very much experience with German beer because it, it just, there wasn't any, yeah. Right. Unless you, know. you knew specifically what to look for. Yeah. Well, the Belgians were like the kind of the import of choice for a lot of the stores that I went to. Good point. They Good point. But nobody was really carrying German beer, at least like fresh German beer. So I didn't know anything about it, but I loved the stuff. I'd never had an alt beer before. And I thought it was really cool that like Charlotte finally had a brewery, but I was determined to work there, damn it. So here I am, like, I've taken home, like, three growlers in three days. I went there three times in three days, took the brewery tour three times in three days.
1: Okay, I'm really yes. not trying to dox anything, but was this when you lived at the house that was super close to it,
0: or were you living no, somewhere different? I was living somewhere okay. somewhere different. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, it turns out I was living just down the street from John Marino, little did I know, of course, uh, <laughs> He lived in a better neighborhood than I did. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> I followed him into work one day. We do not have the same car. <laughs> no, <laughs> color me shocked. But uh, so that that was huge because that was when, like, I think they opened in March, and my first day working there was uh, May the fifth. So I, I wow. wasted I wasted no time, and and my argument was. Hey, I've studied, like, because that was my homework for a month.
1: And I was to say, for listeners that don't know, because we've always kind of alluded to this, but we've never really said it. What did you do over there?
0: Um, I started out as kind of cellarman, where you're going to be cleaning kegs and washing dishes and cleaning growlers and filling growlers and this, that, and the other. So, bitch work, really. Yeah. But I was good Current at it. Grunt work is the proper word. Scut uh, work. Uh, no, <laughs> not not here. I know I mopped more in a given week than most people do in their entire lifetimes. That's has been every week. Fun. So, yeah, um, because they wanted that thing mopped that entire back of the warehouse mopped once a week with bleach water, hot bleach water. Oh, and, God. Oh, yeah. So and I'm allergic to bleach. That would be a nightmare. Oh, yeah, it would
1: be.
2: You're also allergic to work, but... Hey, hey, kind of yeah.
0: Manual labor, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I got in the door, God, to think about it. It's like, I will give you a week to, to kind of, like, kick the tires on me. I'll work for free. But if, if I do good work, you know, I want you to bring me on. Paid. Yeah. And so I killed it for that week. And they're like, okay, cool. We're, we would like for you to, like, do a part-time gig here and part-time turn to the full-time. <laughs> So I was there for...
1: Yeah, I was going to say that's the other question. How long 10 were you months. there? 10 months? Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you ever get into actually brewing when you oh, were yeah. over there?
0: Yeah. In fact, Yulebach, um, that first year that Yulebach was around, mm-hmm. um, Carrie, their head brewer at the time, was need to run a filter. And so I brewed Yulebach both days. And uh, it was not 7% ABV. My math, it was like 7.8. Okay. Because, well... We didn't get very much healed, so it was just boiling really vigorously. Anyway, it's fine.
1: So, were you home brewing before then?
0: No, oh, I, I okay. actually came into home brewing while I was working at OMB. Okay, um, plugged in with a number of the Charlotte Brewmasters. Um, ended up brewing with like you know Chad Henderson of now of Nota. Yeah, brewed a couple times with Todd and Susie Ford. I mean, okay. and of course chad had people over at his house every week we were brewing and bottle sharing and dude i mean he was brewing every saturday yeah who does that it's amazing
1: yeah i couldn't uh i was like once a month tops um jeff your first charlotte beer that's a good question
2: um I mean, I'll go back to the aforementioned uh, smoked amber from Triple C. Okay. Um, it took me a minute to get to Old Mac, mainly because I, I was I kind of considered German beer to suddenly
1: no longer be as good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah when I when I first met Jeff, Jeff was King Belgium. Like yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Hard. A- everything's got to be a Belgian beer or Not everything. But I mean, like that yeah. was that was that was I, your wheelhouse. But that was
2: what I knew and that's what I liked, and I made that beer. Uh at a friend's house many times and I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm comfortable, familiar. I know what I'm getting. Um, But I mean, you know, at the time there wasn't a whole lot of Charlotte beer. No, when we,
1: when we both moved here, there, there wasn't a ton.
2: And remember, you know, like most of my beer education here in town is coming through Duckworth. So Old Mech was, was not a part of that. Yeah. Um, You know, you want to talk about, you know, Triple C had their, there are two pale ales. There was the light rail and then the Greenway, neither of which were great at the time. Um, yeah, it's just you know like it, it. I was more interested in trying everything else that I couldn't normally get, mm-hmm. and the idea of you know a local brewery. And, and maybe it's because you know growing up in you know small town Indiana where Sterling Brew Sterling beer was made. Like, my experience with locally made beer wasn't great. Right. I get that. Now, in fairness, that's because a lot of the Sterling beer that was consumed had been sitting out all week, like, in a tent in the woods, you know, and was warm. So, like, you know, not really great, you know. Yeah, not a great experience. Not really enjoying it the best way possible anyway, even if it was not great beer. You know, it just, for a lot of people who don't like beer, they have those... You know, those those American-style lagers and pilsners and whatnot. that yeah. The beer-flavored beer that they grew up on and they had, yeah. you know, they probably snuck a can and it was warm and it was gross. And, you know, it happens.
1: Yeah. It happens. You're right. You're absolutely right. I will
2: say I think Old mech was probably the first brewery I visited. Okay. <clears throat> the old Old Mech.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, when they would have three beers on tap and that's it.
0: It was Copper, Kolsner, and Mechtoberfest.
2: Uh, no, not, not Mechtoberfest, but the other two were correct. Um,
0: Frubach came in the spring. Yeah. Yulebach was December. That, that was everything was Captain, I Captain drew. Jack? No, Captain Jack. Captain Jack came in like year three, maybe. Well, what, what year would that have been? Uh, 2012. Okay. So
2: that lines up. It probably was Captain Jack.
0: Okay. But yeah, I never brewed Captain Jack. I was Copper, Kohlsner, Frubach, Yulbach, and Mechtoberfest. Everything I brewed. Cool. Yeah. The empty. Josh,
2: yeah. first experiences here in town?
1: So, believe it or not, it's OMB. Big shocker. Uh, John was pouring beers at the Total Wine and Matthews.
0: Or So... You lived over there, too.
1: Yeah. Um, used to live in an apartment complex right over there. So it was like literally right around the corner. Went in there to pick up Sam Adams Oktoberfest, and he's standing there at a table, and he sees what I've got, and he goes, "Hey, you should try this." And that uh, was the first time I ever tried Oktoberfest, and I was like, "Holy shit, what is this?" Yeah, right.
0: That's really good.
1: And he was like, uh, "Yeah, we're a local brewery here in Charlotte." He, you know, told me about the the brewery, and then he was like, "You should buy some stuff." Did the hard sales pitch, of course, and I bought because yeah. Why wouldn't I? Uh, the beer was delicious, so walked out with a six pack of Mecto and Copper. Yeah, uh, tried all. So that was about the same time <clears throat> Captain Jack was was out. I think it just come out maybe um, or shortly thereafter. So he gave me a pour of all three of those, and like I said, I walked out with a
0: two six packs.
2: I mean, it's crazy to think that was a decade ago,
0: right? I mean, I know. I know. Much. Well, I mean, decade for y'all, but I'm like, we're, yeah, yeah, but I mean,
2: like, like you know, we, we talk about this stuff, and we're like waxing poetic about you know the the days long gone, and I'm like, yeah, it's been a freaking decade. It has, which like, is crazy.
1: It is, and like I'll never forget too one of the one of the nights that I went to Ducks that's um, up the road in South Park. Park, yeah, and had taken some work people there because apparently, like, you started that, and then I continued yeah. to do it, like. Yeah. Oh, you like beer. This I know the spot. Let's yeah. Go. It's got food. It's got beer. Yeah. Uh, because
2: how could you go wrong? You go there and you, you know, again, you order the big plate of
1: nachos, get a couple flights and like everybody's happy. Exactly. And then I was like trying some beers and and talking to beers about people at the table and the server comes up and he's like, hey, you ever heard of this? Uh, have you ever heard of Bell's? I'm like, of course. Who hasn't heard of Two-Hearted? And he's like, no, no, no. And then he brings out a bottle of Black Note and I'm like, What?
2: That, that short period of time where Duckworth was selling bottles. Yes. Yep, I remember that.
1: And I was like, uh, is this, like, legal? Like, in my head, I'm going, how is this happening? Where are the cops? Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to get busted, but I'm fucking going to buy this, of course. And then, yeah, that was, that was my journey into getting into, like, heavier stouts that weren't Guinness at that point. Because yeah. back then, it was like, give me something, you know, give me an Amber, give me an Alt, give me an IPA, but... If it's stout, it's Guinness only. And then, yeah, now look at what we're drinking, and I'm like, fuck a Guinness. (laughs) No.
2: And and I'm sitting there trying to think of when I ever even got interested in stouts. Because I I can't really pinpoint. I'm sure I could probably go back through untapped or something and figure it out that way. But, you know.
1: I mean, my first that I can remember, and it wasn't until I was really here, if I don't count Guinness, was sexual chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Sexual chocolate. Dude, that time that that... Fucking South Park had those bombers for like three dollars. No, I no, felt like no. we were
2: abusing the system. No, no, they 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 had bombers that weren't in the system, and so they charged me three dollars a piece for them. Yeah, well, and yeah. I just I just nodded in my head and said, "Well, if you think that's fair, I mean, okay, <laughs> I'll pay that." Okay. Yeah, I mean, gosh, those are some those are some good times. Yeah.
0: So wow. I'm working at Old Mecklenburg. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I picked up. Like a bottle of Imperial Stout with coffee, okay, just like off the shelf. I'm like coffee and a beer. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and it was the the Brasserie D'Utile, like a Quebec brewery, but it's the Peché Mortel. Okay. And I I had to tell somebody about this. Like yeah. my my wife at the time like was asleep. I had stayed up late and I'm just, I finished this bottle. I'm like, I need somebody to talk to. <laughs> so I like snuck out of the house and got in the car and drove to the OG Duckworths, uh, like the off of Woodlawn, not Park Road. Okay. So like it was underneath the Jason's Deli. Anyway, they were getting ready to close up shop for the night. But I'm like, I just needed to talk to somebody about this. And at the, the same night, their GM is like, well, I mean, we're getting ready to close up in about 30 minutes. I just got back from Ohio. I have something that I want to share with you. (laughs) So that was like the first time that I ever had like an Imperial stout with coffee. Uh I don't think I'd ever had an Imperial stout before that point, but God, that one still just ranks up there. But then he comes out with a bottle of great lakes, Lake Erie monster. And that I've never had a double IPA that tasted quite like that before. It was big Mandarin orange energy. And so I had my mind blown like two times in one night. Like I've never had a beer that tastes like either one of these, but like both of them back to back. And I got in a little bit of trouble because I snuck out of the house last, that night, but it's like, you know (laughs) what? I don't care. It was worth it. We'll do it again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was going to say now I think about it, my first was, I mean, it's, it's stuff that we've done on the show, but the first one that was just absolutely mind blowing to me was, Kind of the same situation I snuck out of the house Went up to Mark's apartment And we shirtlessly fought And wrestled No we didn't um, He had some Goose Island Bourbon County pre buyout And I was just like What the fuck
0: is this Like yeah. Holy shit I too have been up To Mark's apartment Late at night For some Goose Island Is this code It might be
1: <laughs>
0: Hold on Hold on Are you Are you guys Eskimo brothers <laughs> Of <laughs> course, I when I split it with him, I, it was like sometime later, and we were doing a. This was post buyout, but it was also like Cataclysm two from Heist. Ah, uh, yeah. Ugh. Holy shit, have we been going for like thirty
1: minutes? Look at that.
2: We're, we're coming up on an hour.
0: Yeah. So we uh, have like one more beer that I want to talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So I, I got out of the beer biz. I was heartbroken because it it just killed me to have to quit Old Mecklenburg. But there we were. I'm like, ah, I. All I wanted was just to get back in the industry and I just didn't see, it was such a, like a flash in the pan. It's like, it's never going to happen again. Well, I start working at a sales rep position at Old Hickory, like within a couple months, never done sales before, but I knew all the good places to drink beer in Charlotte. And they're like, do you want a job? And the answer is yes. I like money, but it was, money, please. But it was when Event Horizon came out. And at that point I was neck deep in bourbon barrel aged imperial stouts, but Even for Barrel-Aged Imperial Stouts, I knew that Event Horizon was truly something special. And I took one sip of that beer, and my only thought was, I'm going to make so much money off of this. (laughs) Money, 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 money. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like a, oh, wow, this is a great beer. Oh, wow, I can't wait to be like the Event Horizon brewery. It was like I saw straight to the 10th step, and it's like, I'm going to get rich.
1: Yep, I'm rich,
0: bitch! I mean, I got paid a commission, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah no, and I, get I get it. Everybody wanted Event Horizon. It's,
2: it's easy to be in sales when you've got a product that's that good.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, and yeah. It, that basically sells itself off of name cachet. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, it's super easy to be in sales when you're extra passionate about, like, what it is that you're, <clears throat> you're making, too. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 100%. It's not like, oh, I have to sell, like, who gives a shit? But I mean, know, I'm selling Event Horizon, damn it.
2: Or even, or especially around that time, like, I felt like there was a lot of... There were a lot of beers that I would gravitate to and have, like, big, long seasons where, like, I kid you not, I would go in to the Vintner and I would buy two bottles of Maharaja, like,
0: regularly. To be fair, they probably still have that same case of Maharaja on the shelf right now.
2: I doubt it because I think I bought them all. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it became the uh, Stone 10% Bombers. Those IPAs were just... You know, yep. before they got crazy and started like, for me, I think when they started doing Scorpion, like that was when they kind of jumped the shark. Um, but uh, yeah, there was there was a Scorpion IPA, it was real bad. Um, or the the anniversary series, the Stone Anniversary, those were mostly mostly pretty decent. Yeah, I just you know you, you hone in on one of those and just really. Or like
1: then those foothills of the months, like I used to oh, buy yeah. multiple bombers of those, not just one for the show. Like I typically buy two or three. So we're well-made, well-priced. Y'all remember Bombers? Yeah. yeah.
0: I guess we do
2: have two Yeah, I was about to say, we, we got some Bombers. You mean like, you say like these two glass bottles are her?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, so again, people are either going to hate this or this is going to be the best one ever. It's a little
2: trip down memory lane. If you hate this one, wait till we get to uh, episode 500 and we start waxing the nostalgic oh, about yeah. the original OG days of the Craft Beer Cast. Right? Oh, dear Lord. Or the Charlotte Beer Cast, as it were. Yes. It as was. long as
0: we're waxing nostalgic and not each other.
2: Look. Why'd you have to go there? Yeah. Why'd you have to make it weird?
1: You made it weird.
2: (sighs) At all the I woke up this morning (laughs) because Mr. (laughs)
1: Breath. All right, we'll be back in thirty. No buy, No bye. Well, you provided all the beers for the show tonight, so I'll let you do this. How does it work?
0: Oh, wow. So while we've been waxing poetic, uh, we've been drinking beer throughout the course of the show. And now we're going to tell you about what we've been drinking and rate it using the simplest possible system that we can think of. Would we buy it or are we just not going to buy it? Jeff, start us off.
2: Uh, from Salud Cerveceria, this is Hermosa Tonteria probably butchered that, but it's a tapache sour ale, pineapple, ginger, habanero, and spices. Holy cow. I could get into trouble with this beer. It's only 6%. So it might take me a few to get into trouble with this beer, but, um, I love this. This is pineapple out the wazoo, uh, that ginger comes in right behind. And then there's just a hint of that habanero on the backside. I was nervous. When I saw habanero, ginger, and spices, that this was going to be a an overly hot, spicy boy. Because mm-hmm. um, I know, Wells, you love the Mexican cake style. I'm not shy. Yeah. No, you you love to have that heat in your beer. Um, this plays super well. Uh, this would absolutely kill it at, at the pool. I really hope they make this more than once. Uh, big buy. Love it.
0: Wells? Yeah, my only problem with this beer is it came out in March. Uh, this does not taste like a March beer. Um, big pineapple, ginger, habanero. Super easy to drink. Uh, Jeff, I will tell you, the second one of these goes down way too fast. So I'm, I'm a huge buy. I think I've gone through like three, four packs of this since I bet, it came out. I bet.
1: Josh, I don't hate it at all uh, for being a sour. It's weird that you say habanero. I don't get any heat on this beer at all. It's well, it's there.
2: It's at the tail end.
1: I, I, I guess I'm getting used to heat that I used to not be able to drink. Um, not just man. R-
2: I remember when you used to be the biggest sissy. It wouldn't I, take any spice at all.
1: I know, and I'm just, I'm not getting any heat on it, which is not a bad thing. There definitely is pineapple in there. Um, I, I I think out of all of the sours we've ever done, besides the you know creme de la creme of sours that actually made it onto my top 10 I would buy this I literally would buy it I would pour samples for a day but I could slowly move through this can
2: eventually get through it with, yeah. a, with a, uh,
1: a side
2: kicker of uh, Pepto or something Fine. Yeah,
1: exactly so yeah Mark this is a buy next beer
2: up next beer up from Resident Culture collaboration with Salud Serviceria this is high power a West Coast style IPA uh, has Eldorado, Lauren, Simcoe, Michigan Chinook, and Centennial. Um, boy, this is a nice, clear, bitter boy. This beer makes me really, really happy. Uh, it's got everything I want in a West Coast IPA. Big bye. Wells?
0: I'm trying to look up what the uh, the Lorian, is that L O R I A N E N E N
2: L-O-R-I-E-N It doesn't uh, help that it's like a dark purple label with a slightly less dark purple lettering on it.
0: Uh, Yeah, true. Uh, Lorien's not... It, that's like one of those newer hop varieties and boy if this thing doesn't just lift the whole mm-hmm. beer up and make it taste a little like strawberries. Like, to me that's like my dominant flavor. Interesting. Is this. Um... You're looking at, what, like a nice, clean, crisp 7% beer otherwise, but like with super fruity notes to it, um, it's an acquired taste. Like if you're, if I'm looking for a West Coast IPA, typically, historically, I'm going for like Big Pine, and this is a little more fruity than that, but God, I just, I love it.
2: But it still pulls through with all that that nice, bittery West Coast, like... It's not one of these
0: <sighs> West coast and name only soft boys.
2: Yeah. Or, or like when you have, a, you have an IPA, but they use some weird yeast strain and it tastes like champagne or something like that. Like it isn't, it is, it still delivers on the name. It is what it says it is. Josh.
1: Well, yeah,
0: you were over here. huh. you did share a delicious beer with me. No, Liz and I drank one of these each ourselves. I know, or maybe I just drank both of them myself. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But yes, yeah, I was about to say if you brought a four pack and you didn't like
1: say, I brought, hey, I brought two, hey, hey, Josh, you should, you should try this because I remember your reaction when you opened it Bruh. of like this tastes like strawberries and I'm smelling it. It's got an insane bouquet on the nose, like of there's piney there's resiny there's fruity citrusy uh this is fucking amazing uh, i am with wells that it does kind of have this weird sweetie almost strawberry taste to it but it works works damn good so absolute bye
2: next beer up uh next beer up um from uh common house ale works in charleston i thought they had too many breweries down there
0: Right? They don't. That was the point of the article.
2: Yeah. Um, This is called Pierce the Knight. It's an Imperial Stout aged in Wyoming whiskey barrels. Um, 9%. So it's not quite the velvety, heavy boy that we seem to get with so many stouts. It is um, like I get the roasty, the barrel is there but I feel like there's something kind of missing in the middle and I can't, I'm not sure how to put my finger on it. I don't hate it. It's a good beer. Um, I'd probably buy the next one. Spoiler alert, because this and the next one are, I'm assuming the same beer with slightly different,
0: different barrel treatments. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was down in Charleston, uh, a little over a month ago, I guess. And, you know, During the daytime, I'm popping around and checking all these new breweries and, you know, saw that these guys were having a quadruple stout drop. So it was like pierce the night, ride the night, and then like a brewer select version of each of these where it's like, here's an exceptional barrel that we had that we're just going to pour on its own. And damn, if that wasn't fun for two reasons. One, it's four imperial stouts dropping at once. And you got to really pick up on all the nuances. But two, they serve their flights in like four, like in muffin tins. So they had glasses that were like these, rounded bottoms and everything. Uh But it was like muffin tins, but like in a square. And these glasses nestled just in those muffin tins. That's fun. So I'm like, this is kind of cool. It prevents spills. I'm not worried about knocking shit over. So yeah, those wood wood paddles suck.
2: Yeah, they do. For these glasses.
0: Yes.
1: I mean For you, these you know, glasses, like, yes.
2: They're, like, okay, so slight segue for a second. There's something super satisfying about going to a place that has a very realized and actualized flight paddle. Yes. And not the, like, it's the wood paddle that sits on the bar and I have to, like... Gingerly, like lift it up and like pop it into the glass, like the kind that like it, they're all there and everything is secure and there's no like accidentally like something getting stuck, like or I, I just,
1: or the the worst where it's not even pick it up and pop it. They all sit on top and they're like barely there. There's the no way. protection and you have to like, hug it to your body and hope it doesn't spill on the way back to your table.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That that is a smart idea. But <sighs> your yeah. thoughts on the beer?
0: Uh so of the two it's the same beer but a different barrel treatment uh, I guess to since Jeff's already spoiling I'm buying them both but I prefer this one it has a unique kind of tang to like that barrel that the other one is it's
2: a barrel imports tar- uh, tartness I understand
0: a little bit sure um, but I, I really enjoy this uh, super easy drinking for a 9% uh, barrel aged Imperial style Josh
1: uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with both of you. I'm buying the one that I'm currently drinking, not the one that I just drank. Uh, something about that barrel, I just don't, don't, it doesn't vibe with me. Yeah. So what is I, the next and beer it, up? Yeah,
2: the next beer up is called uh, Ride the Night. Um, again, it's, it's a, these are in rye whiskey barrels from Wyoming or maybe Wyoming whiskey is the name of the place. I think so. Okay. Okay. Um, so again, because we're talking about the same base beer, I still feel like it's it's like one of those candies you you pick up like like a chocolate candy and you're excited about it and you take a big bite of it and it's hollow in the middle, right? Like you get like the the good crunch up front and you get the chocolate at the backside, but it's just like there's that slight disappointment that there's something missing in the middle. Yeah, and that's where I get on both of these beers. Um, but I feel like the the rye whiskey gives it enough. There's enough interesting flavors going on that it carries through that middle, and by the time it, the the rye kind of dies off, we're back to the we're, we're on the backside of the beer, and and, and I'm happy there. So um,
1: I'll I'll buy this one. You were saying backside a whole lot tonight.
2: I just you know we're, ta- we're I'm a little nostalgic.
0: <laughs> All right, Mark. Can we get Mark in? Wells, where you at? I mean, I'm gonna I'm buying both of them, but I just prefer. The pierce the night over the ride the night in a, in a heads up. So I'm at odds with y'all. But a, I, I do agree that the barrel in this plays a little bit nicer and I think fits in better. Whereas the other one was kind of like the barrel <laughs> stood on top a little bit. Whereas this one kind of slotted in and filled in that gap that Jeff was missing. But whatever. I like them both, man. Josh. The barrel fixed this. The ride barrel fixed
1: this. Plain and simple. Um, there was something about the other one where it was just hollow, empty. Wasn't there? There's,
2: a, there's a good beer there. Yeah, and and, and I think, you know, yeah, in good. in a couple of iterations, and maybe not even a couple. It may be like their next iteration. They may like balance it out, and, and it's a better across the board. I don't know.
1: Yeah that that first barrel treatment just I don't know. There's nothing there for me. Nothing doing this ride. Just it lets it express itself way better Next beer up. Uh, Next beer up. A couple of. uh,
2: So I I guess these are the last two.
0: Last two stouts of this season. Last
2: two stouts of stout season from Heist. All right. Um, Which makes a lot of sense. It's about to start getting quote unquote warmer. It's uh, it's that weird temperature in Charlotte today where it's like 64 degrees, yet it's kind of rainy. And so it's kind of cold, but it's not really cold. And it's just really humid and it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, It's just gross. Um, but we on the opposite end of that is uh, these two stouts we have from Heist the first one is called Selfish Saint it's an imperial stout with Madagascar vanilla aged for 12 months in Heaven Hill bourbon barrels and I can't help it I see Heist, I see Heaven Hill I see imperial stout I see vanilla and my eyes get real big but it's it's not that vanilla beer it's not that vanilla beer it's not However, this is a very good, excellent imperial stout with vanilla. It is at thirteen percent. It is thick and chewy, and coats your glass. Um, I feel like vanilla plays really well with the bourbon in this. It's 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 a winner for me. Big bye. Wells,
0: uh, it, it sucks for this beer that we've already had ruthless mercy. Yes. On the show. Because that might be my favorite expression of vanilla in an Imperial Stout ever. Yes. And so here's another bourbon barrel-aged, or another barrel-aged beer with vanilla from Heist. And you can't help but compare it. Yeah. And it's just not that good. Um, Not that good, because I'm saying like... It's not as good. It's not as good. Like, Ruthless Mercy is because I keep a running list now of like beers that I consider my top 10 of the year. And it's real lonely on there now. But Ruthless Mercy is one of the two. (laughs) Um, This, on its own, this is delicious. Single adjunct, got the vanilla just right. Uh, It's it's chewy, but it's not uncomfortable. (laughs) It's got a great barrel flavor, but it's not too hot. Um, This is... This is delicious. I just wish that this had been released before Ruthless Mercy. So, I'm still going to buy that. Okay. I I was going to say, I don't know where you're going with this. I have bought the hell out of it. Like, I I bought two two bottles released on the same day. I bought, like, multiple of this one and only one of the other. So, I was in my local
2: bottle shop. Thank you. And once we do a show out there, it'll be cool to. Let's remind me. We'll talk about that after the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Proprietor informed me that he had a mixed case of heist stouts coming in.
0: Good.
2: He was very excited, and he started reading, them off, reading off all the names. And I quickly realized that heist imperial stouts are kind of like burial beers to a degree. All the names start to blend together for me uh, very quickly. Was it Ruthless Mercy that we liked, or Living Martyr? Or was it, you know, Painful Gaze? Or was it, you know, like... That all said, um, he's getting some of these Selfish Saints, and he was excited, and he said, hey, is 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 that the one that we had? I was like, no, sorry, it's not the one that we had, but sorry. I have it on good authority that that's still uh, still a real good beer, so I think it'll be all right. <coughs> yeah. Which brings us to our last beer that I didn't buy oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Buy. Oh, you didn't buy it? Okay, well. I didn't even get to say are, anything. Are you, what girl? a jerk.
1: What? So, here's where I'm... Going to go with this, um, especially after meeting Peter and and Ryan and Ryan and and I know Peter is in charge of the barrel program over there. Um, I am no longer excited about heist haze only. Correct. I am now excited about heist stouts. Like we had a big misstep with the barley wine. I feel like that got corrected, and I. I now implicitly trust what they're doing over there. It was a simple mistake. And Cat be damned, like, I know we'd all love Cat to come back. Whatever. It's, this is fucking fantastic. I'm, why do you need Cat? I'm going to ask yeah. you, like... I'm gonna, like hey, two, I, that, I agree a thousand percent.
2: that Cataclysm...
1: Has a name. That's has a, it. Has
2: a name and a pedigree, and everybody got excited about it.
1: He's I, I killing would th- it right I would, now. I would
2: take these over Cat. I'm
1: yeah, sorry. 100%. And he is killing it right now. Like... If you were in the Charlotte area, get your ass to Heist and start to get some of these barrel aged stuff.
2: <clears throat> and like, what was the big um, uh, what what was the what was the adjunct of, or whatever of Cataclysm? It was just Imperial Stout with coffee, right?
0: Right. Barrel aged. I don't even know if it had a stout or a, a adjunct. To be honest, let me look that up while you yeah. talk. Yeah, it maybe like it did. Like,
2: wasn't there the one? Year, well, maybe it wasn't always coffee, but I feel like there was at least one year where they put out coffee and everybody
1: lost their damn minds. But then. Everybody lost like but two and, and, and again because we're waxing poetic and time traveling a little bit. How long ago was that? For real. For like, real, for real. Like cat two was fucking I think that was like my thirtieth birthday. I'm forty fucking two now.
2: Yeah. Cat three. No, it couldn't have been that long. No, ago. no, you're right. Cat yeah, yeah. three
0: was rye whiskey barrels and you're right, it was adjuncted with Ugandan vanilla beans and coffee, and that came out in two thousand seventeen. Okay. Okay. So there we go. so we're
2: talking five years ago. Maybe four for Cat Three,
1: right?
0: 2017 yeah. was Cat Three.
1: Cat yeah. Three was 2017.
2: Yeah, okay. So, so five years, ago, six cat, years ago. Cat Two and
1: Three are when everybody absolutely lost their minds about that beer. But like
2: at the time, nobody else was doing Imperial Stouts. Nobody else was doing barrel-aged Stouts in town. So they were the one. Everybody got excited about it. And meanwhile, like Peter just rolls in, like, ain't yeah. no damn thing. Yeah It's like this is what I do baby Yeah You know th- This
1: shit's fucking delicious Like he's killing it over there Yeah Final,
2: final beer up uh, So so And the reason I asked about the The reason I started going down that path Of poking at cataclysm Is like Cataclysm is somebody else's beer It's yes. not Peter's beer Nope And and if I'm him I mean like As much as people are gonna be like I want cataclysm I'd be shoving these kinds of bottles In their hands Like okay Like you You are Again Nostalgic for this beer that you enjoyed, try this one. Be the, be the guy at the, at the Total Wine that says, but try this one. Yep, But Try this one, because yep. now we've got Cruel Kindness and Imperial Stout with Pitch Black Roast Coffee from Summit Coffee, aged for 12 months on Heaven Hill, Hill Barrels. I mean, this is missing, what, some vanilla from being Cataclysm?
0: So you blend the two of these and you have Cataclysm, right?
2: Well, just, well,
1: well, <laughs> yeah, Jeff's looking around like, do I? Do I? Hold my beer.
2: Um, first off, um, I think I, I'm not loving the coffee in this one. I've got... I, I don't know if I've just gotten a point I, where I, 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 I don't enjoy coffee in my stouts like I used to. When they're good, they're good. But my threshold for tolerance of, of coffee not working out is it's it's not... Green, but I like I can feel it's like right around the corner. Maybe I just don't love it. Um, that said, I would absolutely buy this site unseen without any tasting. Um, because to your point, Josh, I- I'm a believer and I'll buy what they put out with the exception of they put out another Thai vanilla or a, a Thai banana stout. Like, yeah. I'm just going in and being like, whoops. <laughs> oh no no. on the ground anyway (laughs) but yeah no uh again impeccable stout the barreling is fantastic um i wish the coffee was a little different but uh it's not going to stop me from buying it or recommending it for that matter because again like i know i'm 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 uh um I don't want to say tweaked, but that's the only word I can come up with. Like, like my my perspective on coffee in these kind of stouts is a little different. Wells,
0: oh, this is so good, so good. But again, the vanilla, vanilla by a nose. I'm not getting the the greenness that you're talking about. It's not to say that it can't come. It's just not there for me yet. Uh, this is this is really good. I would be so much more impressed with this if we didn't just have that vanilla. Sure, uh, still. And I would tell be... you,
2: you blend them together. It's really gross and disgusting, and you won't like it at all. So you're not going to get to do it. Okay, okay. <laughs> moving on.
0: But yeah, this is an absolute buy. And damn, Peter. Yep. Can't wait to see what summer season looks like. Going to be like more mixed culture sour stuff, which I know Miss Josh with that, but <laughs> more for me. Yeah, Josh, what are you uh, thinking of this?
1: So. The the beer that we shared on Saturday is that going to make an appearance on the show or no? No. Okay. So Jeff, unfortunately, um, we got to try basically Fonteflora's version of Sump. Oh, okay. Well,
0: it was a collaboration with, yeah, featuring Sump Coffee. Yeah. Okay. So was their version of Sump basically?
2: Yeah. yeah, I can can see that being excellent.
0: Uh, I can can make my make my way over there. I just don't have any
1: more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The only reason I'm asking is because I had it so recently. Uh, same thing with this one I'm with Jeff the coffee is getting vegetal. It's not green yet but there's a vegetal veg- vegetalness to it yeah It's not turned yet but that's where I felt with the fauna flora when I had that of it's good. it's goddamn good and maybe I'm getting like you with coffee and my beer of like I don't know what I'm missing with it but I mean it is good. It's just, it's right there on that cusp of it. And it sucks. Another month, uh, it may not how be for
2: long? me. long? I mean, like, I feel like there for a while, we even made the joke that, you know, like, coffee, vanilla, bourbon barrel, imperial stouts were, like, you know, our blood type. Yeah. Like, every one of them. We'd get it, we'd love it, and they were all great. And I, you know, I don't know if it's because I, I don't know enough about the brewing process to understand where or why... The coffee might start to turn a little bit you know is it the roast is it maybe just not compatible and, and there's something else there or right. you know like i don't i don't know like i just i, I don't all i know is like you know people are like what kind of coffee do you drink i'm like i drink black coffee yeah and honestly i know what
1: i like and i like what i, I know
2: and honestly like i don't buy good coffee i i, I don't buy bad coffee but i don't I, like I, my point being like i don't really pay that much attention it's usually just like well what's on sale this will be good. <clears throat> you know, I mean, like if yep. it's Kirkland or if it's World Market or if it's Harris Teeter, like, you know, it just kind of depends on where I'm at and when I need it. And, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's not too often that I'm like, oh, that was really gross. I don't ever want that again. Yeah. It, to put it into perspective, I've only dumped a cup of coffee one time and that was at the Little Rock Airport. I took okay. one sip. I went, nope.
1: Nope. It is six o'clock in the morning, but I'm not drinking that.
0: <laughs> Fuck that. All right, Wells i tap that. How does that work? i tap that. Of all the beers that we have been drinking during the course of this recording, what's the one that we want to put on tap at our home kegerator? Jeff?
2: Uh, you know, the high power, super good, but uh, that Hermosa Tantaria, um, man, oh man, especially as the weather starts to warm up and, and start hanging out in that pool, uh, good grief. That'd be, that's, that's some trouble right there. Now, if only they would bring it out, you know, in another month or two, when it gets hot, it'd be awesome. I'd even make the trip to buy some.
0: Wells? I feel like I'm gonna need to bring that like the re release of that beer back on the show um in a couple months because I when it stands a little bit better of a chance of not just getting destroyed by selfish saint. <laughs> Cause to me it's like it's it's the the salute and then the resident culture uh, salute collaboration, just kind of ended up being cannon fodder against selfish saint this time around. Uh, oh well, oh well, oh well. Josh, high
1: power. Oh, isn't that fun? Oh, I love that beer. It is so good. Uh, it's got such a bouquet on the nose and the taste, and it's good, crispy boy. Yeah, absolutely. So Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at?
2: Uh, come check us out on the interwebs, CraftBeerCast.com is the name of our website. Uh, you can find links to our old episodes uh, if you'd like to listen to us actually like, talk about news and stuff. <laughs> Which I, you know, like I kind of like we joke around about it. I mean, like, we, how often do we just do a talk about your history? Yeah, like, never. You know never. Maybe people want to get to know us. I don't know. I don't know why. But yeah, you know, I don't either. Here we are. Yep. Um, Meanwhile, uh, you know, uh, Josh has lost the uh, blue check on at CB cast because he refuses to pay the eight dollars. It's um, 15 now. Is it 15?
1: Yeah, it keeps going up.
2: I love how like I love all the celebrities are like, yeah, I'm not paying it. Let's just see if he pulls it. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's a little douchey. But at the same time, like I have a respect for the people come to Twitter to see what I have to say. And you're going to charge me to continue to drive content to your site. That's some bullshit. Yep. Cool, 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 cool. Yep. But yeah, uh, meanwhile, slide into Josh's DMs on the Twitters at
0: CBcast. Wells, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, that kind of amused me for a second. It's like people definitely don't come to Twitter to see what I have to say. Uh, but if they did, they could find me at all the Wells on the Instagrams and the Twitters. I've, I've never had enough followers to be verified and I'm definitely not paying for it. So... <sighs> Fair enough. Yeah, Josh, where are you? Yeah, same. same.
1: I don't have enough people to even pay for verification. I don't care about Twitter. If you know me, you know me. Don't forget about our subreddit, slash r slash craftbeercast. Give us stories, uh, news ideas. We will definitely talk about it. Don't forget about our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash craftbeercast. Kick us some shekels. We have remained ad-free for eight years. Like, no tushy sponsorships, no uh Mint, Cas- casper, or casper mattress or casper or uh all these other trendy Maiden, ad things made in yeah made in wait a second like, why
2: are we talking about these go back and bleep these names out
1: <laughs> fair enough you're right i should uh but the other big important thing is just rate and review tell a friend tell somebody that's the biggest way to get our name out there tell somebody you've been listening to us uh if you hated this episode i'm sorry it was a fun idea. We yep. needed content in the feed because I'm going to be gone uh, and we wouldn't have had something and I don't like doing that to you guys. So that's why and, we did and this. Then
2: really, you know, like interestingly enough, you know, in what, uh, 20 weeks, that's so about like five months. Episode 500. I know. Like is...
1: I've already like taken the day off for 500. <laughs> I'm like, because we probably going to yeah, the day after yeah. and the day after. <laughs> yeah. Like I might be feeling that one for a while. I don't know.
2: It, you, you say that, it'll be like, Well, this is what we had on hand. Yeah, so whatever.
1: Pretty much. And then Wells will like all of a sudden like Excalibur show up with Utopias and throw it on the table. And then we just delete the show forever and we're done.
2: You're like, Yeah, we we've this is it. There's nothing more.
1: Yeah, yeah we tried the grail.
2: We're out. Yeah. New yeah. game plus <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> and other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.